redo this. We're gonna redo this. We're gonna redo this. They oh, know. I lost it. I looked over. I can't deal with this. Welcome to Fluent Grace, a podcast for students about speaking the gospel into the everyday, ordinary stuff of life. You've got questions, we've got answers. Or at least we'll search the scriptures and see how the gospel of grace should inform a response to the questions you have. We love Jesus, we love students, and we hope students will grow to love Jesus more as they encounter Jesus' amazing love for them. Our music for the show is Felix Culpa by King's Kaleidoscope. What's happening? Here we go. We are at episode number seven, the old Fluent Grace podcast. Uh, sitting here with the old Tyler, the old Colin, kicked up, relaxed, enjoying life. Uh, hope everybody else is as comfortable and relaxed as Tyler is now, so... I'm Tim Wilson. I'm the, I guess the one that has to do the intros and all these things. I'm gonna start handing those off to somebody else. Oh, you're the host. No, no. you're in charge. <laughs> Passing that off next week, Tyler. It's all you. <laughs> I don't know if you want me. <laughs> anyway, uh, so Tim Wilson. When I was a kid, you know, I was thinking about this, uh, just random stupid stuff that I used to do. So when I was a kid, I was watching my grandfather one time get pecans out of a tree. So I chunked a piece of wood up in the air was too dumb to move out of the way. I watched it come back and split my head open. How about that? <laughs> I think we just need to take a moment to just let that sink in. <laughs> what Tim Pun did. intended. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, uh, what's up, guys? It's Colin. Um, you know, Tim, I was also thinking when I was a kid of the very dumb things that I used to do. One time I, uh, I had a shovel. It's always a good start to a story. And uh, I'd always seen my dad, like, you know, stick the shovel in the dirt when he got done using the shovel so it would, like, stand up and look all cool. Well, I stuck it in the dirt, but I forgot to move my foot out of the way, so it <laughs> severed my foot. Oh. <laughs> what? Did Colin you ever... only has five toes in the <laughs> Which, in case you were wondering, is the normal amount that you should have. <laughs> you should have ten. Tim, on two feet with ten toes. He has five toes. Between the two feet. Okay, I got you. All right, all right, all right. It's like a deformed hobbit. <laughs> Did you ever do the thing where you threw the shovel on the ground and in order to pick it up, you just basically jumped on the shovel to try to fling it up to yourself? No, I can't remember doing that. Dude, I still can't do that. <laughs> you always see these, you know, professional ditch digger or whatever. <laughs> I bet there's a Guinness World Record for that. <laughs> like out there flinging shovels. Did you say you know. professional ditch digger? I did, yeah. I'm sure that's a thing. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right, Tyler. You up. Uh, one interesting childhood fact is that I never grew out of childhood. <laughs> That's my fact. Deep. Your wife dislocated my kneecap one time when I was little, so that counts for something. For those of you who forgot, my wife is his cousin, so just in case there was questions there. <coughs> that, that is interesting. Didn't, y'all, didn't I hear some story one time about y'all had a cheese club or something like we that? We did. 
That's the kind of weird. Yep, the cheese club. He had to like cheese to be in it. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty simple. Nacho yeah. cheese. Yeah. I, there's some weird, uh, uh, weird challenge that I saw going around. It was like the flinging cheese onto your baby's face challenge. <laughs> what? You haven't seen that, Tyler? <laughs> oh, it's all the buzz. What kind of hillbilly like <laughs> redneck game is this? You take a single piece of, like, craft cheese and, you, you know, nonchalantly toss it on your baby's face and what? see their Don't reaction. Don't you have to melt it just a little bit so it's I never saw that. Sticky. I- Wow. And if you get it to land on your baby's face, then I guess you win. <laughs> this originated in Mississippi, folks. <laughs> no doubt. Uh, got nothing else to do, so we'll just start chunking cheese at our baby's face. Throw that cheese you know. on my baby. <laughs> Tina, get that cheese. Mm, good times. Mm. So last week we were talking Guinness Book of World Records, right? We do that every week. And you mentioned this guy that has – Attempted or set like 600 records? Yeah, he set like 600 and all, but currently he currently only holds 200. 200. Okay. So I saw the video of that guy actually breaking some of these records. Have you watched that by any chance? Nope. This dude has broken the most obscure records. Like literally one of them was the most watermelons chopped on his stomach in one minute with a sword. <laughs> <laughs> so there's this video this guy... Like, whoever's with him is is taking a watermelon, setting it on his chest. He's then taking, like, this samurai sword, slicing the watermelon in half, and then moving on. Wow. Yeah. He's doing stuff like, you know, most chairs balanced on his chin and quickest time to run up 50 steps while hula hooping. How old is this guy? Dude, he's kind of old. But watching him break these records – Really made me want to break all his records. I feel like it can't be that hard. No. Uh, if you'll buy me a samurai sword, I'll chop some watermelons. On your stomach, Tim. My st- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, let's change it up a little bit, and you can chop them on somebody else's uh-huh. stomach. If we get a thousand listens, Tim <laughs> will have watermelons cut on his bare chest, <laughs> and he'll get a belly button piercing. Throw that last little <laughs> tidbit in there. I will repeat, that is not happening. <laughs> it's going to happen one day, I will folks. throw a piece of cheese in my baby's face 50 oh times before I do you that. Hear that. You hear that, people? <laughs> Straight out of Mississippi. <laughs> Weren't you born, were you born in Mississippi? No, uh, no, okay. no. Come on. That's disrespectful to, <laughs> to Mississippians. Yeah. Disrespectful to Mississippians. <laughs> There are good things that have come out of Mississippi. I do have family in Mississippi. Don't you too, by the way? Yeah, there there is one good thing that comes out of Mississippi, the interstate back to Alabama. <laughs> 82. Because <laughs> we know that the interstate in Mississippi is not worth jack. <laughs> nah. Yeah. But, hey, once you hit that state line, man. It's true. It's like you're rolling on glass. I do appreciate Mississippi because they make Alabama look better, so <laughs> – I appreciate that for Mississippi. Mississippi. All they're good for is making Alabama second worst in the rest of the country. <laughs> there, I, I did hear Mississippi, I'm sorry. We're not, like, purposefully ripping on you. We do but love we you. Are. <coughs> we are, yes. Uh, but it's all in good love and affection. Because, uh, again, may I repeat, I do have family in Mississippi. So, uh, But I did hear this story the other day of the – basically somebody went through and ranked – states in terms of how much how fun they are how fun it is to live there 
Any guesses as to the bottom state? Mississippi for 200. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Tyler wins the prize. <laughs> but, yeah, Alabama wasn't much uh, wasn't much better. I think we were 47. But it wasn't 50, it baby. It wasn't 50. That's, true. That's what Mississippi's for. <laughs> oh, Right goodness. next to Idaho. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, Kentucky was uh, – I think Kentucky was in between Alabama and well, Mississippi. Well, they're just smooching their sister there, so. Uh, you might have to edit that out. <laughs> Some folks would disagree with that comment. I disagree with it. Which brings us to our question for the day <laughs> that we're going to talk about. Good lead-in, whoever did that, because it wasn't me. So, uh, Here's the question. Can and should Christians disagree with each other? If we can, how do we do that in a way that is not just being a jerk? Good question, Tim. What's your answer, Colin? <laughs> I mean, I would say that uh, you know, I like uh, – there's a verse in Proverbs that I've memorized for a while, and basically the end of it says, abandon the quarrel before it ever breaks out. And so, like, if there's a disagreement um, that you know is going to be coming up, then get away from it to begin with, you know? Uh, because I would say that disagreement, um, you know, major disagreements, we uh, need to stay away from for the most part. What if it's a theological disagreement with a Mormon, Colin? <laughs> Thanks, Tyler. <laughs> Harkening back to last week in our dis- uh, discussions on uh, the Mormon Bible and the Catholic Bible. I'm waiting for your answer, Colin. <laughs> well, uh, I would say that there is a old country song that says you've got to stand for something or you'll fall for anything. I thought you were about to say we'll meet in the middle <laughs> beneath that old Georgia pine. <laughs> And we'll um, knock you out. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, you've got to stand um, for your beliefs, and you've got to be firm in those, and that starts with knowing exactly what those are. Good answer, Colin. <laughs> but what about if you can't agree with someone? So let's take, for example, I was trying to think through some of the things that we might disagree about or some of the things that I have seen people disagree about. Um, and let's be honest, I think one of the reasons that uh, the church gets a bad rap and the word hypocrisy is thrown around so much is because, you know, we talk one way and say we love people and say that, you know, we uh, care about people and, you know, we want to follow Jesus. And then, boy, as soon as we disagree with someone on it, hey, man, it's our way, we're right, you're wrong. We you're basically a computer going to in front of us and a keyboard. Or that. Keyboard yeah. warriors out there. Yeah, calling social you media. Out. Shameless plug, I think next week we're going to talk about social media. So just as a little heads up. I'm going to rip you all a new one. Yeah, come on. (laughs) Social media next week. Make sure you tune in, episode eight. All right, back to episode seven here. (laughs) So, yeah, right, there's going to be times where you're going to disagree. Uh, That's going to happen. Uh, so, So how do you do it in a way that's gracious, right? If our tagline is speaking the gospel into the everyday stuff of life, how do you speak the gospel into disagreements? I think for a believer, you obviously have your theological convictions that are constantly being tested about who God is, the val- validity of God, your your principles that a believer builds their life on. I mean, you have you have all those different uh, things that go into that. Your sexuality, your um, how to treat people, how to uh, how to deal with unbelievers, how to deal with 
I mean, there's just a million different things that I can't even think of off the top of my head. So when you're looking at doctrinal type stuff, really, you know. Should babies be baptized, Tim? Yeah, it's something that people <laughs> disagree about. <clears throat> that would fall on here, right? I actually have that written down as one of those secondary doctrines that people disagree about. It's okay to disagree about that. Are people predestined for right? salvation? Exactly. That's another one. This is one of those things that is more of a, uh, you know, a secondary doctrine that some folks are going to argue till their, you know, face blows up. Me included, Tim. Tyler included <laughs> on one side of this. Somebody else is going to argue just as uh, strongly for the other position. Both of those people may love Jesus equally as much and may be equally as saved. So who's right in that situation? The one who goes with the Bible, Tim, which would be the predestination people. (laughs) There you go. Uh, So, right, I mean, but that is what you believe on predestination and election is important. Absolutely, because you're right. It's in Scripture. And so there is, you know, that piece of it. Uh, there is also the piece of it, though, that there is a primary doctrine that holds up the doctrine of election and predestination, and that is the fact that Jesus is the only one that saves us, period. So that you know, that's the primary piece of it. We have to believe one in salvation, right? That's a primary doctrine that I am not— if you disagree with me over salvation, then we are not in the same camp. Yep. Got to get the Jesus question right. Yes. Uh, if you disagree with me on the uh, Trinity, we're playing on different ball teams. Or if you disagree with me on the fact that Scripture is inspired by God, I mean, that's primary. You can't debate that kind of thing. What about church pews and chairs? Highly debatable. Highly debatable. Highly. I, uh, once, was, I once went to a church that had the old orange carpet and pews. Oh, boy. What about uh, a debate on scripture inspiration from an angel named Moron? <laughs> I welcome those kind of debates. Yeah. <clears throat> so if you claim that your scripture came from an angel named Moron, I will respectfully say you are wrong because that does not line up with the primary doctrine of inerrancy of scripture. So, uh, but I can do so in a loving and respectful way. Yeah, I agree 100%. I think that there are a lot of times, um, I mean, I think it starts in your heart because, uh, to be completely honest with you, I feel like some people are just out there looking for disagreements. Uh, They just love to argue. They love to find the fault in someone else. And, I mean, that's not just unbelievers. That's believers to believers. Um, And I think it starts in your heart, and you need to, you know, check yourself before you wreck yourself um, in that in that way. That's in the um, message translation. <laughs> no doubt. Which is one no of the things that people debate and argue about is, you know, what's the right Bible translation to use? The elect standard version, Tim. <laughs> also known as the ESV. Yeah, is that what you're getting at? I am. Man, we had a, I was in class uh, a few weeks ago. Before class started, they were having a big discussion Uh Two members of my class, I hope they don't listen to this. Probably not. They don't even know who I am. But anyway, uh, two members of my class with the professor, doctor of something. Anyway, talking about which version of the Bible is correct and should be used. And this one particular individual was all about the old King James. That's what you got to use. Thou shalt. 
The King James. You know the word unicorn is mentioned in the King James Version? I did not know that. It is. Is this an April Fool's Day? It is 100% not an April Fool's joke. Okay. Where is that? I'm very interested now. Uh, I don't know. You're going to have to Google that. I remember somebody pointing it out to me, and I was like, this is why I don't read the KJV. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, goodness. Yeah. So Bible translations are debated. Um, You know, what about the, uh, the account of creation? How about that? Can we disagree about that? Oh, we're getting some Bill Nye, Ken Ham up in here, baby. (laughs) We're going to duke it out. That's right. Right? Some folks are, boy, they are going to argue till they die that creation was six days. Then you got other folks that really couldn't give a rip about it. Then you got other folks that are going to argue you till they're blue in the face that, well, those days really meant thousands of years. And... And debate that dinosaurs didn't really exist. Right. All that goes into it. So is that one of those things that we have to hold on to, or can we disagree about that? We can definitely disagree with people who say that dinosaurs did not exist. (laughs) And we can make fun of them. No, we cannot make fun of them. But can we? Not to their face. But can we? Behind a podcast mic, right? You can do it. Absolutely. (laughs) So let's start roasting, baby. Uh, What are we even talking about? (laughs) Things that we disagree about as followers of Christ and how to do it in a respectful and loving way. How to, so how to debate in a loving and respectful way. I think, uh, Tim, you can, I'm about to rip off some of Tim's stuff that he mentioned before we ever started this podcast. Do it. So here we go. Um, but I think Tim was on to something when he, just ta- he mentioned before we started the podcast the, uh, how Jesus was full of truth, but he was also full of grace. And that is true. Um, and it, in my brain, it, it reminded me of a quote from a book called The Gospel by Ray Ortland, which I would highly recommend any of you listeners to go read. Um, anyways, he has this line um, in the book. He says, Truth without grace is harsh and ugly. However, grace without truth is sentimental and cowardly. The living Christ was full of grace and truth. And so I think if we're going to debate with someone, we have to, it's a it's a two fisted deal. It's it's grace in one hand and truth in the other. So you can't have one without the other. It's a it's a both and not a either or. And so if some if you disagree with someone, and if the disagreement is based off of a biblical principle, then you just have to you have to lovingly give truth, but you do it in a graceful way and not a, being a jerk. Yep. And I think going back to your kind of question a couple minutes ago about um you know the earth was it created in six days and or was it six thousand years or whatever um you know how does that affect me now like if it was created in six days or if it was created in six years or six thousand years like what does that affect me now no we are There's living some, some folks that would say it does though yeah absolutely to me though yeah personally opinion it doesn't and you know there's a verse in Romans that it made me think about and it's Romans 14 verse 19 it says so then we pursue the things which make for peace and the building up of one another um, if we're going to live in victory over sin with other believers shouldn't we be building each other up instead of tearing each other down yeah yeah for sure I, that reminded me of a 
again, I don't have any idea where the reference is. So I will attempt to look this up while I'm talking. Um, but Throw it out there so we can help you out. It may yeah. be difficult. It's somewhere in Timothy. You know, Tim, in the Bible it says uh, hide God's word in your heart. It never says hide the reference. That's true. That's true. Right now it's hidden Google. <laughs> right now it's hidden so far down there I can't find it. <laughs> somewhere in Timothy, one of the Timothys, is talking about don't pursue genealogies and uh, endless babbling, I think it is. Um let me see. Yeah, it does. Uh, let me see if it's in First Timothy 2. No, not there. Anyway, it's basically saying something very similar to what you were talking about, um, Colin. Just the idea that hey, you don't, we don't need to go out looking for this stuff to disagree about because it's not going to be helpful. We may have difference of opinions on it, and that's fine, right? Somebody who thinks a very literal six-day creation versus somebody who thinks that was painting a picture of something else, right? It, it's not helpful to jump into that and just argue somebody, you know, about that. I also think dis, disagreements and debates, if you want to do it well and, and have it done in a Christ-like manner, I think the best way to operate in that is through relationship. And so, like, we look, we look in Scripture and we're given two the two great commandments. So the first is is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And then the s- second one immediately to follow, love your neighbor as yourself. And so how do we love our neighbor and disagree? And I think that's done in I think that's done through relationship. Oh yeah. And especially this is super hard um, in a digital age. You know, like we we hinted at keyboard warriors earlier, it's easy to look at a computer screen or a text message and just rip somebody apart because you're disconnected. You are connected, but you're disconnected. But on the reality is, on the other side of that screen is someone with a soul and someone who was made and created in the Imago Dei, the very image of God. And so I think... To, pro- to rightfully disagree with someone, first it has to be done through the lens of community and relationship, or else you're not really going to make any headway. Yeah. I think you see a great picture of that in the interaction with uh, Peter and Paul. Galatians chapter 2, uh, basically Paul has to confront Peter about um, a disagreement they were having, right? Peter was acting one way. He was being a racist. Um, he Just was. what it is. Yeah, he was. He was not operating correctly. Um, and so Paul called him out on it, right? So there are, defi- there are definitely times where we have to call people out uh, because sin is taking place, um, and that has to happen, right? There is, we have a measure of responsibility in holding each other accountable. I think a lot of times people look at the verse in Matthew that says, hey, don't judge me, right, that's paraphrased, but they take that and they apply it to every situation of life and every action or you know, circumstance they find themselves in, well, that's not the context of that passage at all. That's not what Jesus was saying. You know, if you look just a few verses over in that same chapter, uh, Jesus also says that we have to be discerning um, and you know, know what's going on around us. If there's sin taking place, you need to be able to discern that and then follow the example of Paul and call it out in a gracious way. So there's definitely that side of it where sin has to be called out and there will be verbal disagreements of that. Again, though, you don't do it in a punkish way. 
right? You don't just come down and say, hey, you're a fill-in-the-blank. I'm better than you because what that's communicating is all kinds of things that are equally as wrong, right? Pride and, um, you know, putting down other people, and that we're not called to do that at all. Peter, uh, Paul didn't do that in talking to Peter and, you know, saying we shouldn't do that either. Something else, too, this is really doesn't have anything. Well, it sort of does. Um, going back to the Peter and Paul conversation, I think something interesting to look at in that text is the sin of, we can look at the sin of omission in that. So the sin, there's two types of sin. The sin of commission, which is participating in things that we shouldn't. And then the sin of omission is not doing what we should do. And so in that moment, you see Paul correct Peter. If Paul would have kept his mouth shut, that would have been sin on Paul's part for not doing what he should have done. Yeah. And so I think even in disagreeing with someone by not speaking truth when truth needs to be spoken or sticking up for somebody like Paul did when Peter was being a blatant racist, if like we're in that type of situation and we don't say something when we should, that's the sin of omission. And that's just as damning as the sin of commission. Yeah, I think uh I think you're exactly right. I think, you know, obviously we don't have this account or at least I don't think we do, but I would imagine that their friendship grew even closer after that. Um and how, you know, when someone uh, like I have men in my life who uh, accountability partners, you know, if, if you see something wrong in my life, tell me. Uh, I need to know that. Um but going off of that a little bit, I had a college professor uh, who's probably my favorite professor that I had, hilarious guy. And uh, he was telling a story one day. He said, yeah, me and uh, my first wife, we got we got divorced. And we were like, okay, all right. He was like, yeah, then the reason being is because we didn't argue. We didn't have any disagreements. Mm. And so you think about that, and you're like, well, maybe sometimes disagreements are healthy. Yeah, yeah. And, it, you know, it's okay. It, we get kind of in this rut sometimes that we think it's a sin to disagree when it's not, right? So to Tyler's point, yes, there is, you know, when sin's involved, we have a responsibility to call something out. When there's not sin involved, though, sometimes it's okay for to just have a different opinion on something. Um, take, you know, this is not... We are not opening this can of worms. I'm just going to throw it out there just as an example. Uh, But the whole political spectrum, right? It is okay for you to have different opinions on who you want to vote for. It doesn't say this is who you should vote for, okay? Different people have different convictions. That's fine. Um, There's nowhere in Scripture that uh, tells you what movies you can or cannot watch or the music you can or cannot listen to. Uh, there's nowhere that says what social media platforms you can or cannot use. There's not even anywhere in Scripture that says whether or not you should date or court. How about that? Um, it, it doesn't say that in Scripture. Now, there are places in Scripture that um, would indicate how someone should live, right? There's places in Scripture that talk about uh, living in a proper way. You know, I think Psalms talks about, you know, not putting worthless things before my eyes. Or I think it's Isaiah maybe talks about not calling good what is evil. So there's there's these different things that, you know, should influence our beliefs on these. 
Um, but if someone else doesn't have that same conviction, let the Holy Spirit work on them. Let the Holy Spirit convict them of what he wants to do. And don't take the role of God by saying, hey, this is my opinion and you now have to live by it. Because that's not helpful or healthy at all for anybody. Those are shoes you can't feel. Yeah. <laughs> How about that? Uh, I Kind of on, the, on a humorous side, right? One of the things that gets uh, debated a good bit uh, is different denominations. Right, you talk about disagreements. Throw a few random denominations in a room, and boy, they'll start arguing about some stuff, won't they? What you sprinkle babies? That's right. Uh, so I came across this article on the uh, Babylon Bee. Y'all ever read Babylon Bee? I do. I love Babylon. It's good Bee. stuff. So how about this headline? Presbyterian man asks Apple to remove the praise hands emoji from his iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> Germantown, Tennessee, walking calmly into a secluded uh, uh, Genius Bar appointment at exactly 10 a.m., local Presbyterian believer stoically greeted the Apple employee and asked if he could remove the praise hands emoji. There's a problem with my phone. There are these hands raised in the air that I'd like to take them off. He also found that there is a clapping emoji. Uh, clapping emoji had a problem with that one as well. <laughs> right? We all know Presbys don't raise their hands in worship. No, uh, it actually said, oh, where Their is it? Their suits way too much. I love Presby's. I'm just going to throw that out there. Yeah, same. That That's where I go to school at is, is a Presbyterian yeah, I mean, school. My, so. my uh, doctrine is all wrapped up in Presbyterian doctrine. That's right. Besides sprinkling babies, I haven't quite gotten there yet. I'm on my way, though. It, uh, it says here, uh, see, these are hands raised in the air. When I pull the emojis on my keyboard and I like to get them taken off. Or at least we could replace them with hands being placed in the pockets where they belong. That'd work too. So, I, you know, I saw that and uh, it's okay to disagree about how you go about worship. If a Presbyterian wants to worship with his hands in his pocket, that's fine. If somebody else wants to worship with their hands raised, that's fine, right? As long as we're agreeing on the primary doctrines. And I like the primary... to lay on the floor and shake all around. <laughs> well, we may disagree. <laughs> as long as you don't get your clothes We dirty. may start disagreeing there, but you know what? We can do that in a loving and respectful way. So have, anyway, any, have you ever had an owl runner at your church? An owl runner? An, no, an aisle. An aisle runner. Aisle runner. In the middle I-S-L-E. of worship. You have an owl runner. No. We haven't, Have I haven't you? either. No, I want. I oh. want to see an owl runner though. It's kind of like. It's kind of. <laughs> Tyler's gonna Google search it. It's kind of like it. going in the woods and like looking for like a, a majestic animal. Like you, you want to see the owl runner in the church. <laughs> He's gonna Google search where you can find one and go to church there on go, Sunday. Google owl runners in churches. <laughs> oh, I've seen a movie about it. <laughs> hey, you might even get so lucky and have an owl runner with a flag. <laughs> That's like seeing a unicorn. I'm just saying. They're one of the dude, same. Dude, grab the Christian flag from behind the, you know, church sanctuary wall and starts running through the building. I think one week we should discuss uh, having the American flag in your sanctuary. I'm just saying. Yeah. Biblical or not. Does Jesus only love America or does he love the world? Yeah. thought Jesus was from Alabama. Nah, Mississippi. Oh, yeah, my bad. That's America Jesus. <laughs> America Jesus. <laughs> oh, goodness. Well, you know, this, we could talk about things we disagree on all day long. And my guess is even us around this table probably disagree on some stuff. Mayonnaise.
Oh, oh my gosh. Oh, gross. I'm with Tim on mayonnaise. Yeah. I love mayonnaise. There's a new thing. I, it's, I was just told it's not new, but mayo chup. It's ketchup and it's mayonnaise like, mixed. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Slip in my mouth a little bit. <laughs> and and I think there I think there's like like mayonnaise and mustard mixed. What in the world. Mayonnaise and something else mixed. Anyway, right. <clears throat> so we can disagree on that stuff. It's okay. Uh, Saint Augustine has a famous quote. Uh, it, I mean, it's, it's pretty well known. It says, "In essentials, unity; in non-essentials, liberty; in all things, love." What would y'all say is the greatest passage on love? Arguably, one of the greatest passages on love in Scripture. I would say 1 Corinthians 13. However, I would say it's also used out of context because it's not about love. It's about spiritual gifts. That's exactly where I was going with that. Yeet! So, John 3, 16 is a great verse. Not the one I was referencing. Uh, <laughs> so we read 1 Corinthians 13, and you hear that all the time at weddings, right? That is the wedding passage, and that is the passage to look at when you're talking about love and romance and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, you're right. It wasn't written in a wedding, you know, it wasn't written for a wedding. Uh, it was written in the midst of a disagreement over spiritual gifts, right? So the church at Corinth uh, was disagreeing on this stuff. Paul has to come in and say, whoa, now pump the brakes. Uh, here's, here's what's important. And the important thing is love. These three things remain, faith, hope, and love. What's the most important of these is love. So in our disagreements, and as we are debating you know, what's the proper distance you should be from a significant other before you're married? Or what is, you know, the proper translation of the Bible to use? Or what is the proper political party to vote for? Or any of these different things, right? If we're not interacting with each other um, from a position of true biblical love and relationship, and relationship, then we are failing miserably at being followers of Christ. So that's the point of this. That's why we're talking about it today. Um, it's okay to disagree. Got to do it in love. Uh, that's really important. Hopefully it's something we can then live by. Word. All right. Y'all know what time it is. Time for the Guinness World Record update of the week. So this week we have a guy. He, uh, he set a, why are they all set guys a Guinness call? World Record. Yeah. I don't know. This guy set the world record for the most rear pull-ups in one minute. Which, I mean, hey, when you set a world record for physical attributes or whatever, like, I just, okay, cool, whatever. But you read on, and this guy's a software engineer. <laughs> this guy, like, programs computers all so day. So I brought you computer programmers out there. Especially the ones who might live in Mississippi. <laughs> <laughs> he did 38 rear pull-ups hey, in one minute. I can't do 38 front pull-ups in one minute i can't do 38 i don't think i've done 38 pull-ups in my entire life but this what guy a did a pull-up uh, you basically put what your head a rear pull-up <laughs> what is this <laughs> oh, please show us what a picture Tyler is uh, show us how that works <laughs> your head goes in front of the bar instead of behind the bar i guess you okay could. so i'm because uh, all right gotcha i'm thinking like I don't know, backwards pull-ups, <laughs> which doesn't make any sense to nope. me either. <laughs> All right. I'm not even going to share what I thought they were. <laughs> uh, something I forgot earlier. You know what today is? It's April 1st. No kidding. It's April Fool's Day. Oh. So I just had to mention this 
I got a list from CNN, and I'll put this on the old socials because it's hilarious. But some of the greatest April Fool's pranks of all time. Uh, speaking of rear. <laughs> Pun intended. <laughs> Pun intended. One of the greatest April Fool's Day pranks of all time. In 2015, Cottonelle, which is a toilet paper company, tweeted out that it was introducing left-handed toilet paper. <laughs> Please, I'm left-handed. I could use some. Cottonelle, got you covered, my man. Maybe they got a left-handed shovel, too. Yeah, they might. It's it was followed. fluid, Colin. <laughs> I have some blinker fluid in my truck. So anyway, for all you lefties out there, there is hope. There is left-handed toilet paper. Uh, Cottonelle.com. Go hit them up. They also uh, sell snipe calls. If you want to go snipe hunting. That's right. That's right. That's all we got for today, folks. We'll be back next week talking about social media, also something that a lot of folks disagree about. So who knows what kind of juicy things we'll get into related to social media. But uh, Maybe we won't talk about computer programming uh, Mississippi Mormons. But we might. <laughs> That's right. We might. Speaking of social media, go follow us on the old social medias. Instagram, Fluent Grace Podcast. Facebook, Fluent Grace Podcast. Twitter, Fluent Grace Pod. Hit us up with a question on Gmail, Fluent Grace Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, we need to shut it down. <laughs> shut it down. So follow us on the socials. Send us a question. We'd love to talk about it. That's all for today. Gooses. <laughs> Adios, amigos. We out. <laughs>